From Capital News, Illinois in Springfield, I'm Peter Hancock. And I'm Jerry Nowicki. And this is Capital Cast. Democrats, Republicans, and the Illinois State Fair. One of the great political traditions in Illinois are the political party days at the fair. Each party holds a convention of sorts where all their county chairmen and chairwomen gather in Springfield along with their legislative leaders, their statewide office holders, and members of their congressional delegations, and both parties bring in nationally prominent keynote speakers. This year, after one of the most significant legislative sessions in recent memory, the parties brought in Democratic U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California and Republican U.S. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise of Louisiana. With them, the two parties began shaping their message about the meaning of the 2019 session here in Illinois and strategizing about how they plan to carry that message into the 2020 election cycle. It started on Wednesday when Governor J.B. Pritzker rattled off a long list of the Democratic Party's achievements this year. Here in Illinois, we said that workers deserve a living wage so that we can give 1.4 million Illinoisans a much-needed raise. Here in Illinois, we showed that Democrats are the party of fiscal responsibility by passing the first truly balanced budget in a very long time. Here in Illinois, we rejected the toxic philosophy of the other side that says that we should tear down government and let our state crumble. And instead, we passed the largest infrastructure investment in Illinois history, putting hundreds of thousands of people to work in good-paying jobs. Here in Illinois, we sent a message to the nation loud and clear with the historic passage of the Reproductive Health Act that we trust women. Here in Illinois, we led the nation again by passing the most equity-centric adult-use cannabis legislation in the entire nation, demonstrating that we can protect our children and our families and reverse the damage inflicted on communities that have been ill-affected by the war on drugs. And here in Illinois, we put a referendum on the ballot that will lower taxes for middle-class families and will reject the blank check that the Republicans are trying to write for their wealthy contributors. So, Jerry, you've heard Governor Pritzker speak a number of times. How do you rate that speech that he gave on Wednesday? I, th- I think it was certainly a lot better than last year's um, uh, same event at the at Democratic County Chair's brunch. Um, but I think that it's also because he had a whole list of accomplishments to go off of and this year, rather than uh, speak hypothetically, he could say, we did this and we did that, and this is the face of what um, voting Democrat looks like. So the Democrats are not only celebrating their victories in this past legislative session, but it sounds like they're also kind of teeing up the 2020 campaign. Right. So the Democrats have a good opportunity to just kind of keep tying things to the abysmal period of state government that Governor Rauner presided over. So you hear about that, um, rejecting the other side and whatnot, and, and they're just kind of calling back to, to what the state was like when Rauner was here and how unsuccessful a period that was. And so it was not only successful in Illinois from the Democrats' perspective, but House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was in there, and it, she sort of sounded like 
what happened in Illinois can be a template for the 2020 campaign nationally. Let's listen to what she had to say. So I'm so thrilled to be here for many reasons, to pay my respects uh, to all of you, to bring a message from our Democrats in the Congress, but also to catch the spark of Illinois, to catch the spark of the heartland of America, where our victory in 2020 will spring from. Will spring from. As you can see from what the governor presented and the presentation showed us, a mainstream agenda can also be a progressive agenda. It has been proven in Illinois. Let's make that happen from, for the rest of the country. So there she is talking about middle America, which is a part of the country where Democrats have not been performing very well outside of Illinois in recent elections. Uh, Illinois used to be fairly competitive, but it's gone for Democratic presidential candidates since about 92. But here in 2016, we saw states like uh, Midwestern states like Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio all went Republican. Do you think that what happened in Illinois this year, can it sell in other parts of the Midwest? Can you a progressive agenda as a mainstream agenda? Probably not. What sells, what sets Illinois apart is, of course, Chicago and the liberal voters you have there. And what I thought was interesting um, from the Republican Day uh, this week was that Leader Brady said the fact that the Democrats even had Nancy Pelosi here, uh, he called her one of the most uh, progressive liberal women, he said that shows that they're out of touch with the moderate independent voters of the Midwest, and they're going to use that against the party going forward. And so let's listen to what House uh, Minority Leader Jim Durkin had to say at the Republican Day on Thursday. Now, I also know that they are so out of touch, and they are going to hurt this state, with what they're trying to propose with our Constitution, and also with their ultra-liberal, depressive, progressive, excessive, regressive, oppressive agenda. Now, McCombie, did I forget anything? Oh, I forgot. The socialist agenda. That's not Illinois. That's not my Illinois. That's not your Illinois. And we will continue to fight against that, and I will educate people throughout the state over the next year and a half and explain to them what's going on underneath that capital. It's wrong for Illinois. It's wrong for you. It's wrong for Democrats. So there was Jim Durkin using the word socialism, uh, the socialist agenda, uh, kind of a poetic speech there uh, in some ways. You and I were both there at that Republican rally. The signs that people were carrying, uh, the ones that said reject socialism with the red hammer and sickle logo of the former Soviet Union. I mean, that, that was pretty striking. Yeah, it, it was pretty striking. And the signage they had in the background said fight the machine. And it had a picture of uh, Illinois Speaker Mike Madigan, Governor Pritzker, and U.S. House Speaker Pelosi. And it sort of sums up that the Republicans want to uh, tie... Um, the Democrats to the leftist wing uh, tendencies of the National Party when they also want to hide from President Trump um, in some of the suburban uh, areas where they, the Republicans had a hard time in 2018. Um, but Leader Durkin also showed us uh, one of their main lines of attack there, and that's going to be the graduated income tax. And you mentioned the part about the machine. Uh, the whole theme of it was fight the machine, which is an obvious reference to the Chicago political machine inherited down since Mayor Richard Daley in the 1950s. And 
there was a lot of talk about that machine, including from Tim Schneider, who's the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party. The machine comes in the form of lobbyists writing bills for special interests and taxpayers being left with a tap. The machine comes in the form of union bosses funding the campaigns and politicians and governors who, once elected, decide on the contracts awarded to those same union bosses. The machine comes in the form of high-powered property tax appeal lawyers who get rich off of our high property taxes because the politicians they fund do nothing to solve the problem. And speaking of property tax appeals lawyers, the machine comes in the form of a Speaker of the House over the course of four decades has consolidated power like no other politician in our country and uses that power not, not for good, but to enrich his cronies, protect and take care of his friends, and above all, stay in power. Madigan relishes power for power's sake. He has no governing philosophy, no vision, and no core, con core convictions. If he had, we'd be in a lot better shape. He is whatever he needs to be to keep himself perched upon the throne of Illinois politics. And the games Madigan has played to stay in power have left Illinois in financial ruin. Illinois' elite ruling class of special interests, union bosses, and corrupt politicians has driven this state into a ditch at the expense of taxpayers and working families. Our ruling class, the machine, is made up of the foot soldiers and leaders of the Democrat Party of Illinois. The key cog in that machine is our new governor. His name is J.D. Pritzker. And he's here to make Illinois the California of the Midwest. Here to make Illinois the California of the Midwest. First, let's talk about his description of the machine. Obviously, Chicago is a very large city. The Democratic Party there is very well organized. Uh, does it really qualify as a machine in, in the same sense that, you know, it, it did like in the 1940s and 50s? Well, I don't know about that. Um I think his characterization of Speaker Madigan there is sort of uh, only concentrated on power uh, is, is something a lot of people have said about him and for a very long time, and it seems to be pretty consistent. And Republicans have been running against the machine since the 1950s, and uh, they're now uh, completely out of power. They're in super minorities in both chambers of the legislature. They're out of the governor's office. They don't hold a single statewide elected office, uh, a constitutional office in Illinois or either of the U.S. Senate seats. So is that really kind of a winning strategy? It was in 2016, but after what Governor Rauner did to state government, uh, it, it's a more difficult strategy to come back to, um, you know, when, when he had power for that four years, and, and so very little happened. Okay, and so Republicans brought in Steve Scalise as their keynote speaker, um, and even during their breakfast, I think you were there at the breakfast, uh, Republicans were talking openly about the fact that they got shellacked in the 2018 elections, um, and they're now trying to, trying to recover from that. Yeah, that's that, that about sums it up right there. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, Leader Durkin and Leader Brady from the state House and Senate, they basically said in the suburban areas that, that were the biggest swings for the Democrats this year, they're going to try to hide from Trump a little bit and, and 
really concentrate on that graduated income tax as something that would affect those voters. Uh, we'll see if they'll be able to do that while at the same time trying to tie the Democrats to Nancy Pelosi. Okay, and so Steve Scalise comes in uh, trying to offer some encouraging words about how he believes Illinois Republicans can rebuild. And here's what he had to say. Look, I come from Louisiana. I served in the state house when there were a third of us in the state house and in the state senate. There was a time when I was at LSU where we did not have one statewide elected Republican. Go Tigers, by the way. You're wondering about that. But what we did is we organized. We did what you did. We didn't give up. We started focusing on grassroots. We started focusing on building an organization at every single precinct level. We have parishes, not counties in Louisiana. And so at every parish level, we started organizing. And what we ultimately did is showed a contrast between what our vision is and what their vision is. The ghost of Huey Long still walks at the state capitol in Baton Rouge in many places. But we finally took it back. Today we have majorities in the House, in the Senate, and by the end of this year we will have every single statewide elected office as Republican. That's how far we've come in just a short period of time. You can do that too. Okay, so there's Steve Scalise saying that Republicans can retake Illinois in the same way that Republicans took over uh, Louisiana and a number of uh, southern states. Is that a realistic possibility? Because, I mean, there was a great party realignment in the South after World War II, uh, and particularly after the 1960s. The Republican Party became the party of the South, and the Democratic Party became the party of civil rights, uh, yeah. the party of the North. Is that... Is that realistically possible here in Illinois? In the near term, no. Who who's can say what happens in 20, 30, 40 years down the line? But in the near term, their focus is going to be uh, breaking up the super majorities that the Democrats have that allow them to basically push anything they want to through the legislature um, as long as the governor can work with them to do it. Uh, so that's what they're going to want to chip away at. And what they did say uh, that kind of echoed Steve Scalise with Leader Brady and Leader Durkin said was that they want someone on every uh in every race they want a republican in every race even the ones that can't win because that's what the democrats did uh and got some surprises in, in 2018 yeah there's an old saying in politics that it's sort of a metaphor for surfing is that you can't catch a wave if you don't have a, a board in the water right so a big part of their strategy then is going to be recruiting candidates trying to take back many of the seats that they lost and protect what seats they still have now right so that's how the two parties are shaping up right now, looking ahead to the 2020 elections. And that's all the time we have for this week on Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois. Until next time, I'm Peter Hancock. I'm Jerry Nowicki. And thank you for listening.